Welcome to the Black Anime Podcast. You see me dead, do you? Well then. Go on. She's all about that ass. You are now tuned into the Black Anime Podcast. Not the same. Bro, that nigga was strong. He just got into the Emma is not on top. Not the same, bro. Not even close. Bro, he could have been the killer. You are now tuned in to the Black Anime Podcast. This is the end of the road. Afro Samurai. What's good, everybody? I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Black Anime Podcast, where we talk about anime, manga, comics, webtoons, culture. I mean, whatever, literally, whatever the fuck we feel like talking about that week. And, you know what I mean, this week you got your main man, Aaron, a.k.a. The Lost Homie, a.k.a. The Anime Anthology, here to talk about anime. I mean, who, who else would be? Who, who else would be except me? Um, uh, so today we got a jam-packed episode with a lot of anime. It's been a good season so far. I don't know why. Winter, this winter is a good season. Last winter, uh, winter 2020, was an amazing anime season. We just... I mean, I mean, we making out, we making out, okay? Anime doing what it's saying, and we having some really good seasons of anime uh, right now. And honestly, looking ahead, we're gonna have some good anime this year as well. But before I get into too much into it, um, some short news. Uh, don't know if y'all notice this, or if y'all follow us on Twitter or Insta. Well, I didn't put it on Instagram, so don't say that. If follow us on Twitter or whatever, um, we're more likely going to be doing episodes more bi-weekly, once a month. We, we're going to be doing episodes sporadically now, okay? Um, I've been getting more busy in my life, and so is everybody else in the pod. And, and I'm actually the main editor and everything like that, so if I get more busy, it becomes even harder to do anything else. However, I really, 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 really want to uh, implore everyone here listening that if you really like our content on, on our pods then please follow us on YouTube. Um, we're going to be start posting uh, probably the weeks that we don't have a podcast. That's the week we'll post a YouTube video. Um, because I want to get more into YouTube videos there. The editing is a little more rigorous, but it's a, I, can record, I can do that over two, three weeks and make a really good video um, or make really good content for that. And it's, 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 going to be, it's different than what we talk about. It's going to be different than how we talk on the on, um on the podcast, it's gonna be very different. Two very different style, different styles of content that we'll be giving you. Uh, also, really, 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 if you're into you know sh- like streaming, like watching people play video games on stream or do uh, live podcasts and stuff like that, follow us on Twitch. Also, uh, Black Anime Podcast. We're gonna be doing a lot more stuff on there. I have some plans. I got some. I got some plans. Okay, and you don't know about yet. Um, but yeah, really preparing to take off with that and start doing a lot more stuff on Twitch, some more live content, so you guys can really, you know, get to know us and talk to us and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so anyway, let's let's move on to the topic at hand. We are catching up on winter 2021 anime. Now I should have dropped this two weeks ago, but I ended up watching more. I ended up wanting to watch more than I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to stop at about ten, but I think I got about. Um, 
11 on here and not i not even including continuations i've been yeah y'all nigga been i've been watching anime okay i've been doing the damn thing so um uh let's 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 get into it so first of all let's what the anime that we're watching this year this watching this season so this is all originals as always always go through the originals first before we go through anything else um sorry if you hear my discord things in the background but anyway here we go so first we have the hidden dungeon only i can enter Sells at work, Code Black. Hormaya, bottom tier character, Tomazaki. One drag, Priority. Monster Incidents, or Kimono Jihen. Suppose a kid from the last dungeon, Boonies, moved to a starter town. Other side, Picnic. Mushuko Tensai, Jabba's Reincarnation. Soma Spider, So What. Skate the Infinite. And then 2.43, Saiyan High School Boys Volleyball Team. Now... Uh, this is honestly more than I thought I was going to end up listening to. Um, I thought I was going to be listening to less, but I'm actually listening to a lot. <laughs> and so, um, that's what really took me the longest to get, uh, to get through, to get to this episode because I was watching like, so I was trying to, I was trying to get in everything before i got in here so like on episode six week i was like binging for like a good seven days straight but then i also had to watch the continuation so i had to binge that too and attack on titan started in december so it had two extra it, it was a lot right so i finally caught up to everything but anyway so first as, as, as we always do is go to continuations first which are the best continuations this season so what what should you be looking forward to with continuations now um i'm not watching sales at work Season two just yet. I'm gonna let that pile up. Um, just binge that through. I, I sells at work is my comfort series. I think I don't really have. It's hard for me to score that. I don't feel like sells at work gets better or worse. I feel like it just is. Yeah, that's hard. It, yeah, it just is. And then um, another one I'm not watching. I I'm not watching right now is Law Horizon. I'm actually still behind in the first season, but I'm going to catch up as soon as I can. Literally, literally as soon as possible. I'm going to catch up on that, uh, but who knows when that's going to be. Um, so, at the at my least favorite continuation this season so far, we're going to start from the bottom and go to the top. My least favorite so far is Quintessential Quintuplet Season 2. Now, again, when I say least favorite, that doesn't mean it's not good. I would have said not good if it was not good. Uh, Quintessential Quintuplet Season 2 is just, for me, I think, I, I don't. I'm not as hyped on this anime as my other as other pods are some people really love it some people think it's amazing i'm yeah i'm iffy on it i'm still not really really pulled into it i do love the characters the character interactions i i love the whole quintuplet thing i love the whole thing about it i just don't think it's it's, it's not really hitting for me at the same level other people are but the season so far has been pretty good it's brand it's brought some new challenges but then it's odd no it's like I think quintessential quintuplets is one of the most predictable, I think, slices of life that I've ever seen. Like it's it's not, it's not bad, but that's not, and it's not a bad thing because a lot of like slice life romances are predictable. But this is just very predictable, very very like it's to a point where I'm just I don't feel. Like, I don't feel any tension in a lot of the stuff that happens. I mean, I did feel that in the first season, like with the part where he was like, like that whole scene where he's like, should, um, are they really my friends? Like, what are they? Are they my partners? Or like, what are they to me? That I thought that was really good because that was a very big and in, in, like internal turmoil type thing. But 
in the beginning, the biggest uh, season two, slight spoilers, the biggest issue was them having to deal with either was he still going to be their tutor or not. And I'm like, that's kind of the point of the show. Like, he's going to be their tutor. And it, I, just don't, I just don't feel like it was resolved in a way or even the problem was presented in a way that really brought me a lot of tension that I felt like this series has hinged on and, uh, and has worked on for about most of its run, especially through season one. But I still think it's doing so, going good. I cannot wait to see how this season ends up. The relationships are getting spicier, but also not spicy enough for me. Like I, I just, I, I, I need, I need, I need. What I need is a good old fashioned, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, a good old fashioned, you know. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of the word. Not proposal. Whatever. But I just need some, some confession. I need a good old fashioned confession. Okay. And I just need this man to figure, I need them to figure out already that they met as kids and it's one of them. And we already know they get married in the end because we already saw all the flash forward, which again, I didn't really like. But I just need it to happen. I just need it to happen. That's what I need. That's what I need. Um, next, we have Dr. Stone, Stone War Season 2. Uh, I said this kind of, I was um, doing a live stream on Twitch and I said, Dr. Stone, Stone Wars, it, the, 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 it has kind of worn off for me a little bit. Um, even though I was never the biggest hype man on Dr. Stone, uh, I'm just waiting for it to start doing something different. And I think we're really getting to that part in Stone Wars. Like, like I said, I haven't watched episode 6 because I was catching up everything else. But ha we were halfway through and I think it was getting to that turning point where it was about to, be, it's about to become really something really special. Um, something that uh, takes a step further than what it was in season 1. Because the first half for me is like very just season 2. Like they say that they're evil for like their plan, but I'm like, that's not really evil. Like that's kind of smart to me. Like maybe I'm evil on the inside. Maybe I'm really, you know what I mean? A true blue asshole. I don't know, but it, it wasn't really like their plan for converting some of the people. Isn't very evil to me. Like it's very surface level evil, but it's, I don't know. I think, I think this, this, this show is still like in regards to other shonen, especially like the battle formula shonen. I think it's definitely special compared to that. But I think overall, I don't think it's the, best continuation that we're looking at right now for this season it doesn't even really touch the best continuations that we're looking at for this season it's just kind of there it's still good though still very good still think you should check it out if you're into dr stone next we have that time i got reincarnated as a slime and so this top three has been very very was very hard for me to choose because each each one of these has been doing fantastically what I love about that time I got reincarnated by a slime or slime Sakai, as I'm going to call it, you know what I mean, as all the anti-tubers call it, um, is that it's really, in the second season, it's it's like turning on the heat, you know? You know, it's, you know, season one, we're like, okay, yeah, this man's godlike, he's a slime, his people are amazing, da 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 and we knew shit was moving on in the background. Like, we knew somebody was plotting on him, you know what I mean? They was plotting my nigga's downfall. We knew that shit was coming on. And finally, we see the fruits of the labor come out in this season, and we're seeing you know some blows to the slime kingdom, okay? The, the, the kingdom of monsters, and I'm really enjoying what we're seeing from it. What we're seeing from it in character, we're seeing vulnerability. We're seeing him being superior, superiorly strong, but there are ways to restrain him, and they're doing an amazing job. Just you know, you know, fighting between these uh, these ideals, and I cannot wait to see how this season ends. And I can't wait for the next season, which you better get another season because this is definitely moving up my list. Every every time I watch this, it moves up my list of isekai. Because oh, in general, there's not a lot of isekai, a lot of good isekai. But this slime sakai is moving up like it is 
coming into that top three conversation um, very, very, very soon. And I just, I just, I love Slime Zakai. I think it's an, it's doing an amazing job, and it's definitely, yeah, definitely a favorite this season. If you have not seen season one, go back and watch season one. I didn't see the over. Some people might see it. I didn't see the over, but over is probably fire too. And then we get to the season, which is just hitting out the fucking ballpark. An amazing show, every way of the word. I can't even. So good. All right. So for the top two, again, this was a battle. This was a battle between the, between the greats. Between goats. And my top two was a battle between goats. How, how often does that happen? Gosh. Um, we got ReZero Season 2 Part 2 as my number two. And this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. Because your number, number one is Attack on Titan Final Season. And it was very, very hard for me to put ReZero underneath it. But it would have been hard for me to, to flip the order. Like, it, oh my gosh. ReZero Season 2 Part 2. I don't know. V zero. When it comes in, it just it just it comes through and it just tells you this is this is who I am, and it, and it just continually shows you that I'm that nigga. It does it every single episode. I it gives you a straight. It if there if there's if there's an intro, that means that episode is different. All right. Like usually you're like, oh, if there's no intro, not because every episode has no in- intro, but like that. There's been about two episodes so far that has an intro and an outro, and those those shows like those episodes are shorter. Because an intro outro, but they're packed to the brim with meat. And I just, I don't know. ReZero overall for part two has, again, added another layer to the cake that is ReZero. The delicious cake that is ReZero. Um, we're seeing we're seeing him reach the, what I would think is the epitome of his character. We're seeing him become stronger. You know what I mean? Like, there was, like, there's no true training arcs in this, but we're seeing him have more resolve. That's what it is, resolve. His, in the beginning, when you first watch ReZero, he has very little resolve. He's weak-minded. You know, this isn't about physical, none of this show is ever about physically strong. It's about mental strength. It's about, not even spiritual, but basically about mental strength and the growth of that and the turmoil that he faces and how he overcomes it through willpower and resilience. And we're seeing him grow through that and not only grow through it, but surpass it. And so it's it's just exciting to see uh, Subaru just become an amazing character. Like, I become top tier. Like, I thought before he was top tier, but I'm like, this man is just growing and growing and growing. Confessing to the girl he loves, getting them lips, doing all those things. Like, you know what I mean? This man is a, he's making it a slice of life. You know what I mean? But he's like a, you know, a good slice of life. But then also a fantasy. And also an action. And also a mystery. And also, like, like, there's so many layers to this show that, like, I think it's, I think it's so amazing. I think it's so, and they're doing so good. And I cannot wait to wait to see how this part ends i am we're getting so much backstory and the backstory is exciting it's fun and it's and it's scary and it's it's they do a good job with the tone like it's i don't know i could praise rezero literally all day long but part two is definitely the second best continuation this season so far going on and then last but definitely not least attack on time final season and i think i have to put this at number one because attack on titan itself is the final season is literally the culmination like every character you've liked you've loved like that is at their highest form or lowest depending on how you look at them but they're at their highest form of character and we're seeing them make life-altering decisions that affect the entire world 
not just not just Paradis anymore. It's no, it's no longer just Paradis. It's it's the Marlins. It's it's the countries outside of that. It's 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 become something that's on a global scale, and it's it's exciting. You know what I mean? I, I don't you know. There's not many times when you think about the global you know political landscape of an anime and you're like oh my gosh this is just fucking juicy like that's what this is like we're looking at the global political landscape of this anime and we're like wow i i can't i know who why is the story of pregnant why why do they want why is all these nations trying to kill the the demons the devils of paradise why is this going on the racism the 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 the, the, the um what's it called not the is the 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 allegories, the 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 metaphors, everything that's going on is just I don't know. Um, Iziyama, uh, probably saying his name wrong. The the mangaka for Attack on Titan is a genius. That man is a genius. Okay, he he has done amazing, amazing, amazing things with Attack on Titan, and this season is just being uh, fantastically done. I I'm so uh uh. Now I know some some people. If y'all actually care about my opinions, you might have been waiting for me to say something about the. And I've been, been mum. I've been having to say shit about it on Twitter, about the animation and um, the animation in Attack on Titan. Now I gotta say this: the CGI is not bad. A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all was dragging it on Twitter. All right, now let y'all niggas, let y'all niggas rock because this episode had a, I did, it wasn't time for the mid season yet. Let y'all niggas rock. Nah, this animation is not that bad. If you complain about it, you've never seen true bad CGI animation. That's just a fact, and you're just you're just hating. You're just hating. Stop, stop messaging niggas on Twitter, please, please. Stop messaging the the fucking animators. Please stop. Please stop. Golly, stop. I think the only CGI animation, there's only a few things I think I saw that I really disliked when it came to the animation. It was, um, I don't like, people talking about the Titans. I actually, I'm, I'm really okay with the CGI Titans. I think they did those that, those really, really well. You know, especially setting up the Wits Titans, which is, Wit didn't, Wit, Wit, Wit didn't do a 15 out of 10 job. But I think their Titans are really good. I don't like the movement of the scout regiment when they're flying through the air and and moving i don't like that that's that's the action animation i don't like i think i don't i don't want to down them because they're doing they are doing a good job especially with the cinematography but i just i just don't like that i think they messed up on that that's the only thing they messed up on in my opinion when it comes to action animation and i noticed a few few times when we were in uh in marley um where there was a few times, but there was like no back, like the background characters were like in a freeze frame, while the main characters were like walking and talking. And I was a little, I was like, okay, why aren't the background characters moving? Like it, like they're like something had their mouth open, like mid talking, which be not moving. And I'm just like, okay, the judges not want to animate background folk, and I, I, I okay, that didn't give it. It kind of, it kind of, it's one of those things that take you out of the moment, and it took me out of the moment. Especially when we have that Reiner moment where, you know, he has that flashback moment in that when he's talking to the kids. And it's, it's disorienting, okay? It just kind of took me off for a second when none of the background characters were moving at all. They were just standing around. And it was unnaturally standing around. It didn't make sense. They were in a crowd. They're supposed to be in a crowded area with a lot of people. And they were supposed to be hiding because they're special and shit like that and and. And there was no crowd. There was no crowd noise. Even if they showed crowd noise with them not moving, it would have made been better for me. But it was just like silent, and it was really disturbing to me. And so that kind of took me out when it came to animation. That's all two. That's only two things I have down as bad. But besides that, this this season is going off. 
I I believe in Aaron. I'm sorry. I don't. I agree with that. What that nigga is doing. Okay. I don't see the. I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem. But that nigga. That nigga's not wrong. Like that nigga's not wrong. Like a lot of a lot of people been talking out who I raw shit. Like oh yeah, I wouldn't if if I was if my entire people were, were getting uh, uh, prejudiced and 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 were getting uh, uh, and being ostracized and and were literally had to wear armbands like a, I guess fucking World War Two. And I would just yeah, I would definitely sit by and let them do that. Like if they were planning, they 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 put me on an island with other people, turned them into titans, and then made us eat each other. I'd be okay with that. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, you'd be taking up arms to kill them niggas. Okay, Aaron is not wrong. Aaron is not wrong. I'm sorry, that nigga is right. That nigga is right. That nigga is 100% right. Ain't nothing that nigga done has, has been wrong to this day. Anime-wise. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did in the manga. Don't, don't come me manga shit. Y'all know I don't read. So, but anime-wise, that nigga has been right since day one. I'm sorry. They If, if they didn't bring war to paradise... They would have not brought it back. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If they had just let let the devils alone, instead of being some white supremacists, some KKK motherfuckers, then that shit never would have happened. I'm just saying. But yeah, Aaron is right. That's all I gotta say. But yeah, that's probably the best one. Um, all I'm probably leaving now is uh, it's not. Like, I don't count. Remember, I don't count long runnings as continuations. Is uh, our boy Jujutsu Kaisen, but we're gonna plan on doing a BXA uh, shonen style on that, so I'm not gonna give no opinions on that so far. You're gonna wait for that episode to come out to hear my opinions or any of our opinions on Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, so I said now, like that was weird. Why did I do that? All right, but now let's uh, let's talk. So what we're gonna go through the three categories, four categories. We're gonna go through with the original anime for this season. Uh, we're gonna go through underwhelming. So I don't think there's anything that's necessarily that I've watched that's necessarily bad, okay? But I do think there are some shows that are underwhelming. Like I still think there are a lot of people out there who would enjoy it. You know, there's some bad shows, shows I consider bad that people would enjoy. But this is my in my subjective taste. Um, but I'm I'm gonna use things that's underwhelming instead uh, instead of saying something that's bad because I still think these are something I might finish. But just not at this current moment. Or it's something that like I'm not in a hurry to finish. Like I'm like, I'll finish this later. I'll deal with this later. That's where I'm coming right now with, with these stories. So underwhelming. Then we have still good. So these are shows that aren't top three material. Well, yeah, in my opinion, as of right now, they are not top three material. But they're still really good. They're still really like they still should be watching. I should be checking them out. All that in the you know bag of chips. And then we got the top three, which is hard for me to pick. Because these three I picked for the top, they are fucking amazing. Like, we have three very, very good anime this season. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, let's start with Underwhelming so I can you know, get, you, get you guys whelmed. Uh, first, we have bottom tier character Tomazaki. Now, I was expecting a stronger comedic value from this show. Um, I honestly, what disappointed me in the show was that clip from the beginning that you see when, when, um, and this was going around on Twitter and probably Instagram too. I don't know. Um, when it first dropped was like the story of the, the, the video of the guy playing, uh, you know, that, that fake smash, fake, fake smash. And he's talking to this guy and he beat, beat him in the game. And he's like, he's like, oh, okay. And the guy's like, oh, this game's trash. He's like, what? Only a loop. Oh, 
only someone of, of true no character would say that the game is trash. You're just bad. You're just bad at the game. He said, no, I'm not bad at the game. This game sucks. This game sucks. How could you? He said, it's not me. It's the character. How could you say it's the character? Like that whole like little, if you've seen the beginning of that or you've seen that clip, that that really sold me on the, on the show. I thought this was going to be comedic. You have that low energy character versus that high energy one. And he wants to... You know, make it in the world type thing, but then also keeping his gamer origins. And I really loved that, and I thought it would be something, it would be in like one of those learn from each other events. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he would still keep it. It would be high comedic value or something like that, and that's not what we got. Bottom tier character, Tamazaki, I feel like he, he slight spoilers, like, but this is like about, about the second episode. He basically decides that he wants, he, he thinks that life is a game, like real life is a game, and he's just he's just a bad character. He's not he's not necessarily handsome, he doesn't have money, and he doesn't have friends, and he's like, it's hard, and it's a bad game, and I only play S-tier games, or something like that. And so his rival in the game is this girl who is like acting, She, she basically she's basically fake as fuck, she's a fake ass bitch. I, excuse my language, excuse my French. She's a fake ass bitch. And basically she acts fake and she acts like she's, so she can be popular at school. But at home, she's like a homebody. I guess, I hate I hate these anime transformation things. Like, where they're like, oh wow, look, I stand up straight and I wear makeup. So I, I am obviously the most popular person in the world. I'm like, that's not real life. In real life, it doesn't, in real life, even for women, that won't make you, you know, automatically hot. I'm sorry. It won't. I don't watch this show and think, oh, if I stand up straight and smile all the time, people are going to think I'm hot. No, they're going to think you're a fucking creep. I'm sorry. You're, who you are as a person is always more important than anything else. And I, I just don't like that. And I know that's probably not the... Probably by the end of the sen- end of the season or end of the series, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, being yourself is the best person you can be type shit like that. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's a trope I personally am just tired of. I think it's probably a lot of people who are really enjoying the show and liking it. It's just a trope, I guess, I'm kind of tired of, that whole makeover thing. Because I think, I, I don't know, I thought he was fine before and, like, she's doing all this, all these things for social acceptance. And I'm just like, why? Like, it just, I don't know. It just, it's that, that whole trope just kind of turned me off and it kind of lowered my, lowered my feeling for the series. Plus, the comedic, the comedy isn't really there. Um... At times it's forced. At time it slipped in there. It's just not funny to me. I just I don't know. I don't know. It it just went in a different direction than I expected it to, and that, it just kind of lowered my expectations for it as every episode went on. But again, I, I don't think it's a bad series. I think it's that something that other people should really try out if you're in, if you want to watch something or are interested in a story about a gamer who learns how to play the game of life type thing. So yeah. Next we have other side picnic. Other side picnic is underwhelming. I. Okay, so I like I said before, CGI anime isn't bad, but this show is weird. Like it is the weirdest fusion of CG and 2D I think I've seen in modern anime, like ever. Like there's moments that you would think are CG aren't CG, and the moments that you wouldn't think would be CG are CG. Like there's moments where they're just walking, right? They're just walking through the field, and it's fucking CG. But then they're fighting, and it's 2D. And then, like, they'll be standing around and it's CG. Then they'll start walking and it's 2D. And I'm just like, Why the, what the fuck is going on? Like, pick one. Pick one. Okay? I can't do this. Pick one, please. I don't get it. And the animation itself was like, wow, I don't 
get it. But anyway, the story itself isn't too bad. It's basically about based about these these two girls who end up going to like this alternate universe one who's there who's going to take it away from people another one who's there searching for somebody and they kind of find each other in this alternate space and they start working together to try and you know fix their problems their internal issues and struggles with each other um and uh very just a little josiah a little 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 bit of a lot of things it's a interesting premise and i think it's definitely something that gets it, it's, it's a slow burner It'll get better as the story progresses. The elements of the alternate world and everything else that has to do with it is actually very interesting. I think they do a really good job of representing it. Um, I think the relationships between the characters are really fun. And I think the characters aren't necessarily bad. I think they're decent. I think they hold true to themselves and they are characterized really well. I just... The animation, it being so slow-paced kind of really just turned me off in a way. You know, I love a slow-paced show, but it, it I don't know, it, it, lets, it just didn't grab my attention enough. And I was, actually, I was actually expecting a lot out of this. I was thinking that it was going to be one of my tops, but it just never, it never made the cut. So, uh, besides that, that is the only two underwhelming stories that we, anime that we have. Most of them are pretty good. So, that's good to know, right? Um, so now we're going still good. Again, we're going to start from the bottom and go to the top. First thing we have is 2.43 Saiyan High School Boys Volleyball Team. Now, this is not bad. This is a pretty good volleyball anime. I think it has its own, like if you're watching Haikyuu, it has its own King of the Court, you know, um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now, Kageyama. It has, it has a Kageyama, but it doesn't have a Hinata. And I, and I think it, it didn't, like, the creator or... They didn't want to make it Hinata because you don't we don't want to copy up a Haiki, right? But I think that's what that's what makes it like. There's a lack of energy in the show to me. A very big absence of it. One of the things that make Haiku so good is the the difference, the comparison between Kagiyama's attitude and Hinata's. Hinata's high energy. He's never gives up. He's always like that. And you know Kagiyama's never gives up too, but he has that uh, that moodiness, that that you know, that it's not like darkness, but he's like that. Like that, you know, that kid sits in the dark in the, in the, uh, in the back of the class in the corner, and he's like just sleeping or like he just he's not uh, unapproachable. There you go, unapproachable attitude, and they work together as two different parallels. And I mean, uh, they're perpendicular to each other, like two different, you know, uh, people, and they work well together because they break down each other's barriers. This show doesn't really have that. And again, I I, I didn't I didn't I've it's only halfway through. It could get better. And he get worse. Who knows? But besides, besides, it doesn't have that energy. But besides that, it's still pretty good. I think the best thing that sports animes have done over the past few years is really worked on really good character interactions and also working on making you know making the game interesting. And that's what this game, this anime does. It still makes volleyball really interesting. It's really fun watching them play and watch them learn how to play together. I think that's always one of the best things that you can do in a in a fucking volleyball anime is make it fun. Oh, well, any sports anime is make it fun to watch them play together. And that's what this is. It's fun to watch them play together. And so I loved watching it. I love watching seeing them play together. However, like I said, it's just I'm, it's hard not to have a volleyball anime and not compare it to Haikyuu. Um, but like, it's, it, I just feel like it could be better. There are a lot of elements I feel like it it could excel on and become better on as the series goes on. So something to keep your eye on if you want another sports anime to watch. 
Next, we have the hidden dungeon only I can enter. Uh, and as, this was this one and the next one, I'm going to say, were my... No, actually, the next three, I'm going to say after that. Well, this one, the next one, and the one after that are three that I really thought was going to be garbage. It was going to be trash. I thought it was going to be a throwaway. I thought it was going to be something I was going to watch to laugh at because of how bad it is. However, I was delightfully surprised. The hidden dungeon only I, ent- only I can enter is hilarious. Like, it is... Probably one of the funniest I've ever seen, right? It's one of those simple but great, you know. I, 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 I'm not gonna put it higher or something like that because it has made me laugh. But I, I mean, I could. I don't know. I like. I don't know. I think there's no other. There's no other anime that I think I have issues with after this. Like um, after 2.43, like I had issues with that. But everything else I don't have issues with. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just the tears on how good something is. Um, but hitting the joint I can't is hilarious. Yes, hilarious. I. It is so. Um, actually, no, am I thinking about the wrong one? No, no, I'm thinking about this one. Yeah, this one's funny. They do a good job with this one. But this one and the next one, both funny. They're both similar. Um, suppose the kid from the last dungeon, Booty's moved to a starter town. This one is funnier than the Hidden Dungeon, only I can enter. Like, they're, it's like, I would say Hidden Dungeon, and the thing is, they're similar. They're both fantasy, medieval style. We've all seen magic powers and swords and, and spears and stuff like that. But... In the hidden dungeon only I can enter, it's it's about this kid. And then it, actually, the, the premise is pretty similar too. This kid wants to be um, stronger, and he wants to um, he wants to go and uh, go and become a soldier, not soldier, but like a adventurer in his town, something like that. He finds a dungeon that uh, he has. He already has a power, but the power is not very useful. It's called the Great Sage, and it gives him headaches every time he uses it. So he uses it. So he has a friend that's a girl who tells him who tells her. That, oh, yeah, she's heard that the way that the old uh, person who had it, you know, Arthur, you know, the King Arthur, Merlin, Merlin the Magician, how he stopped himself from having headaches is he had a harem of bitches. He had bitches. And whenever he would use the Great Sage power, he would get kisses from his bitches. And that would help lower the um, the effect of the headache. Yes, it's that kind of anime. It's that kind of anime. And so he uses Great Sage to find a dungeon that will help him get stronger and he get you know kisses the shawty, you know what I mean. Head it goes away a little bit, and he goes to the dungeon, finds this woman, you know, tied up, and she's super strong, and she passes on her powers to him that he then uses to become stronger. And so it has a lot of good funny moments. Um, you know, it has the harem aspect. Come on, it's a harem anime. It has a harem aspect, and it's 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 a it's good. It's good for what it is. I think it's definitely worth the watch if you want something that's like quick and can be funny. Now, but suppose a kid from the last dungeon, Boonies, moved to a start of town. This one is, okay, this one is, another one that's just fucking hilarious. And so basically, short but sweet, he, it's a character who grew up in his boonie town, you know what I mean, out out in the boonies, out in the the woods, my dad, that actually is, actually is the town of all the legendary heroes of the entire world. And he's been told since he was young that he's not that strong, that everybody else in the town is stronger than him. Right, so he goes to this place that's a starter town, like the you know a town where an adventurer gets his start, and he comes because he wants to become a soldier, and he is immensely stronger than anyone else. Like like immensely, I mean, he is so much stronger than anyone else. It's like, it's just funny watching him do things. That's he's so strong. It's funny watching him do stuff, and the animation really helps with it. So the difference between this and Hidden Dungeon, I can enter, is animation. The animation that follows up with Supposed Kid is just. It, it fits the comedic aspect much better than Hidden Dungeon, only I can enter. And also, 
I would say the characterization is just a little bit stronger, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun in this one. That's all I got to say. Um, and yes, it's just, he moves here, you know, of course he does, th he does all these things that are super strong, super amazing feats. And everyone's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, no guys, I'm so weak. Like, I'm a... I'm so weak. And everyone's like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? And it's like, you're strong as hell. And But, I mean, the people who he cares about, people who look over him and care about him are the ones who tell him. So it's believable. Like, it's not like that story where you have this character who thinks he's weak while everybody, everybody, in, the world, everybody, in, the, everybody in the world and then some tell him he's strong. No, the people who he looks up to, the people who cares about him, also like that, the ones who continually tell him that he ain't shit. And so he believes it. And, I mean, honestly... If if that was me and my parents and like my older sisters, none of them was like, yo, you know what? You're really weak as fuck, all right? But I was fucking running 200 miles in, in, in five seconds. I'm like, damn, maybe I am weak. Maybe them niggas is really strong. Damn, like, like you be start questioning yourself. And that's, you know, and that's how it be. So it, it, it's realistic to that point. Like, it, it, do, it does give you a good reason why he doesn't believe in himself. And that's why I. I I uh, give it allowances for that. Besides that, all the characters just, it's so, yes. I, these are two that's very worth watching. All right? Very, very worth watching. Um, next, we have So I'm a Spider, So What, the AKA, the Isekai of the season. Even though Other Side Picnic could be called an Isekai. Hmm. It could be. But anyway, so So I'm a Spider, So What, Isekai of the season. This one, I think this one I thought was really going to be trash. You know what I mean? If you listen to, like, my earlier... Our winter 2021 episode, I was really like, they just be making anything nowadays. Like, they just let anybody make fucking anime nowadays out there in Japan. But you know what? After watching it, I understood. It actually does a really good job of playing on the on the trope of, on most of the isekai tropes. Um, again, short but sweet, basically a class, a class was, a whole class of students was isekai, or transported to another world randomly. And they all literally got randomly placed in different you know, people's uh, different positions, right? Some people became nobles. Some people became peasants. Some people became religious, like religious, like nuts, like they became part of the church. Others became monsters. And so this is the story of um, a student who was a sh not a shut-in, but she was, you know, she was a loser in, in, uh, in her regular life. And then she comes to this one, she becomes a spider. And it's, it's, it, anime, first of all, animation is really good. Um, you know, that always tells me, I know I love animation. And art style really helps animation, too. I think it's a big thing. Um, it's gruesome. A lot more gruesome than I thought it was going to be. And I don't know. I think her attitude and her characterization makes it what it is. Like, they did a really good job of, like, she's just, like, she go with the flow. She's like, you know what? My past life was a piece of shit. Now I got superpowers even though I'm a spider. Fuck it. And it's it's very fun to watch her get in these situations and get out of them. Um, she's not all powerful, so she's but she's smart and she's creative. And it's just fun watching her see her use these spider powers to get out of these predicaments that I personally would have. Like, usually I watch Issei Kai and I'm like, you know what? I could do that. But her, I don't know. When she was born, it was eating. When she was born, she was born as a monster spider. And the monster spiders started killing each other. All right? Like... Like, legit started eating each other. And she ran away, and she survived. And I'm like, oh, bitch, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do that. Not to say I'm pussy or something, but I don't know. I might have had a pause. My leg would have been bit off. I paused. Like, I would have been different. But it's it's her attitude. Um, it's the way the world works. It's it, it works. It works. The anime works. All right? I don't know how. I don't know why. 
but it works. And so I definitely think if you if you want an isekai that's different from the norm, that's definitely going to like make you, I guess not necessarily look at isekai differently, but like definitely going to be like, wow, they can do anything. Like you can make like any story and you any story that you think of that you think might not be good. Shit, that shit might be fire. I'm just letting you know because this shit is doing doing it for me. Next we have sells at work. Cold black. Cold black is. Basically, it's the it's not it's the dark side of your body. It's the older. So if you sell, if you think sales at work is for kids, ten year olds, right, ten fifteen, sales at work cold black is, is for adults in the sense that I still think they could show this. I still think parents or like medical health teachers or whatever should show this to their kids. I think they should show both versions, but. Um, this one deals with more adult situations. So we have them tackling STDs. We have them tackling alcohol. We have them tackling stress. We have them tackling... Um, oh, what else do they tackle? They tackle something else. I can't remember right now. But we have them tackling a lot of different, more adult-oriented issues. And it's it, it makes sense. It made me think twice about my body. All right? Now, you know, if y'all don't know me, but I'm a very healthy individual. I, I think I am. I work out three, four times a week. I, I, you know, I mean, I be eating vegan from time to time. A nigga loves some meat, though. I do love some pause. I do love some like chicken and fish. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I be doing that. I be eating vegan. I, I, I think, I think you should always, you should take one day a week and not eat meat. It'll help you out. I'm just saying, just saying. But, but um, yeah, it just, it just it made me look at my body. I was like, damn, am I doing right by myself? Because that nigga, the the guy they had, the guy that blood cell works in. That nigga's going through it, okay? Like, this is a little spoiler. They had an episode where homeboy, uh, he, uh, they, the blurred blood cell. So it does a really good job. Says it work. It does a really good job illustrating how your body works in a fun and quirky way. And does a really good job doing it. Like, it makes it seem 10 times more interesting than it really is in real life. And so, uh, a little spoiler, a little, you know what I mean? The TVMA, um, the guy, he, he's getting an erection. The man, you know, what I mean, he's getting an erection. So all the blood shells are rushing to his, you know, what I mean, his penis to try and get him out there. And we have a part where the main character, the main red, red blood cell character, goes into like the balls. You know, what I mean, he's talking to like the people who take care of the sperm and everything. And the sperms have faces, <laughs> little kitty ass fucking faces, <laughs> like they're like little kids. It's fucking hilarious. And so it was, and so like they get the erection, they fight through it. That man, the man has erectile dysfunction because of all his. Because of all his fucking um, uh, stress. And he pops a little. You know, my man pops a little. You know what I mean? Penis pill. Penis pill. And he gets hard. And he. You know. Exactly. He comes. And it's funny. Because after that. They're all. All the red blood cells is chilling. And they're like. Wow. We really did it. We really did it. Main character blood cells. Like. He's like. Exhilarated. You know. He's like. I can't believe we really helped him do that. And so. An older blood cell comes. And he's like. Hey man. Why are you excited? And the main character's like, because we just helped this man come. Like, we did the, we did an amazing thing right there. We helped breed new life. Like, we gonna, like he could do that into a woman and, and they could have a baby. And we, we did something really important. And the man was like, what? You, this is your first time, man. This, we, what we just did, it could be for nothing. That man could have just came into a napkin. That man, that man could have just, could have been doing it for pleasure. Not for procreation. And the red blood cell on the ground, and he, this man falls. You know, he does the whole hit the wall with his back slide to the ground. He's like, what you say? You're telling me. We just did all that. All the little sperm with the cute little kitty faces that I just seen back in the balls. You're saying that they could be in a napkin right now? A napkin? This man starts crying. I'm, yo, I've never felt so bad in my life. <laughs> 
I have never felt so bad in my life. I'm watching like, damn. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I'm looking at my body like, I'm sorry, y'all. Blood says I know y'all's probably excited, man. Now I feel like an asshole. I'm like, damn. But it's just, but it's funny. It's it, They do a lot of cool stuff like that, a lot of funny stuff like that. That really makes you think twice as an adult of, like, what the fuck you do to your body. And so, yeah. Says that we're cold black, certified hit, certified something I think y'all need to watch. Will really make you think twice about what you do to your body. Um, next, we have Monster Incidents, aka Kimono Jihen. Kimono Jihen, this is one. This is the one that if you watched our Winter 2021 episode, Braxton said that she was gonna watch. She hasn't watched it yet. I blame you guys. Um, it's really good. A lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Animation isn't top tier, but it's animated really well for what it is. Like really well. The characters are made are really good. The story, really good. It's I don't know. It's just a really good show about a kid who is a half a demon, and it's not like a it's a fantasy world, but it's a grounded, realistic fantasy world, and that's what makes it. That's what makes me really enjoy it. Like he's the strongest, but at the same time, he's not. Like he could he could definitely be beaten, but you know he. I mean, we're, we're at the beginning still. We're at the beginning still. We're at the beginning stages, we you know of a shonen or any action anime where he's feeling himself like he knows he's strong but then at the same time he realizes he's starting to realize his weaknesses and starting to realize that he has to become stronger in certain ways to protect his friends like that you know what i mean that little battle shown a little naruto a little all that shit you know what i'm saying and it's but i think it's really good i like grounded taste i love grounded stories with fantasy and everything like that so i really love the way they're doing this and it reminds me I don't want to say Bungo Stray Dogs, but it reminds me of something that's in the realm of that in the sense that, you know, real-life fantasy stories that go around real people, you know? like So it's not like we're just only seeing people who are um, monsters. We're seeing real people who have to deal with the issues of what happens with the monsters, you know what I mean? Or we have to see people who are affected by the monsters and their influence on the people around them so i think it's it's a really good show and i think a lot of people really enjoy it like i said i think i, I don't want to say if you like bungo you'll like this but i say there's a better chance you'll like it if you like bungo yeah someone might come at me and be like oh Aaron, you fucking lied you know what i don't care <laughs> that's how i feel that's how i feel and that's what I, i'm gonna give my fucking opinion um now what we got what we got lastly but not leastly um on the still good category we have drumroll horimaya now you're probably thinking why is this not in your top three and you a slice of life god you love slice of life horimaya i think is really good i think it's actually one of the better slice lives we've gotten in the past five years i think it's it's really something and i i gotta say animation wise art so this has your regular art style necessarily for a slice of life, right? But like, imagine you put an Instagram filter in that bitch, and I mean a good one, not one of them bad ones. All right, I mean a good one, like a really good one, that make you look that 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 turns you from a from a five, like you look at yourself in the mirror, oh fuck, I'm ugly as shit. Five to a fucking fifteen, like a ten. That's what this is. That's what this is. This shit put an Instagram filter on the fucking you know, on the fucking regular style for slice of life, and it looks fucking amazing, like. The art style, I like. I, I personally would never like. Usually, when it comes to slice of life, especially the ones of this caliber, I don't really talk a lot about art style because they're usually all pretty much the same. This one has similar, is similar, but I'm sorry, that Instagram filter really be fucking this shit up, fucking the game up. Okay, it'd be beautiful. It is beautiful. They really did their thing on here. They really did their thing on here, making it look 
much more in touch necessarily emotionally because it shows a lot about emotions a lot and so i really love Hormaya. um i'm still mad um the maya and, and Hormaya. i'm still mad that he cut his hair that i, I ain't gonna lie man that, that nigga was fine that nigga was fine with the long hair okay just saying all right and him and uh hori they drew, I mean, whoever drew this, they drew some attractive characters. All right, you know, don't call the police on me. Don't call the police on me. Okay, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I know. Don't call the police on me. I'm just saying they, they attractive characters. That's it. Not like one of them weirdos on, on Twitter. But they did a really good job with drawing it. Um, I think this is, like I said, one of the better ones, one of the best ones to come out in the past five years for this slice life romance genre. It does a really good job of, you know. Balancing adult themes with, you know, that you would actually really face in high school. Like, a lot of times it feels like a lot of such life romances are a little kiddie. This one isn't one of those for the most part. And it's nice to see multifaceted characters in the slice of life, right? No one is relegated to a regular role. And we see this from time to time with slice life romances, and it's not always executed perfectly because one character is, but another one isn't, or the whole group is, but the main character isn't. But this one does a good job of giving us really multifaceted, full, you know, I mean, round, full rounded out characters, and it also has pretty good comedy to boot. Like it's, it's really, I, I'm, I'm a fan when it comes to slice of life. I'm a fan of less of the in your face comedy. I like that more in my isekai and fantasy stories. While this one. Uh, well, for Slice Life, I like more subtlety. I like more, less in your face, more so um, awkward comedy. That you know what I mean. That kind of that's why I like it. And I think this does a good blend of both. There's one episode where I was like, I don't really like this comedy that much, but then every other episode, I really enjoyed the com the comedic beats that they had in it. And so I think it's doing really well, doing really good for me so far. Um, I don't know, like the reason why I can't put it in my top three. Is because the other ones I feel like are so much better than it. One and then two, it's not pushing my top five. It's not do. It's not doing anything for that. It's not pushing my top five slice of life. I don't even know if it's pushing top ten. But it's still good. It's still good. Now, the time we've all been waiting for. The top three anime of this season. At number three. We have Mushuko Tensai, Jobless Reincarnation. Now, this is the second isekai of this season that I'm talking about. And it is the superior one. Now, I'm going to talk about and the animation. And this is godly. Godly. Like, this animation of this is a, is a 20 out of 10. I'm still trying to figure out why they made this shit so good. Okay, I'm sorry. Just, just watch the first three episodes. You don't got to like it. You don't got to care. For it. Just watch the first three episodes. This shit's too good. Why do they do this? I don't get it. Right? Like, I, like if you really watch this and you like, you actually watch this story. I mean, I, I see now I'm starting to get it. But I don't get it. Why is this so good? Who did? Who, who made the executive decision and said, yeah, it's an isekai. You know, we, you know, we could just phone it in. You know, y'all know it's an isekai. And, and, uh, and the director said, he phoned it in. Phone it in. I don't, I don't do fucking phoning it in. Fuck is that? And niggas said, I'm going to go off. That nigga, um, they say that in, uh, in Jujutsu Kaisen, they, uh, they draw Gojo, you know what I mean, with one hand on the pen, the other hand on a, on a dick. 
this whole thing, the whole anime like that. This shit is beautiful. This shit is amazing. And it does something that I think I really like that we don't see in a lot of anime. And that's fine. I mean, an OP is really cool either way. But the OP changes with every episode. And I love that. I'm sorry. I love it when an OP reflects the mood of the show and it changes with the show. Um, you don't really see that a lot. We don't. And again, I'm not saying it's a problem that we don't see it, but I'm going to give props to a show that doesn't. And this is one that doesn't. It, it, it really changes with every show and it sets the tone. And I'm not, I don't skip it. I don't skip it. That's how you know I like OP. I don't skip it. The music isn't fantastic or like that, but it's the, it's the animation. It's the animation. It's how it fits so perfectly into the show. Because it's like, it's like you start it and then it just, it's like you're watching it. The, the theme song comes on with the changing of the seasons and the rain and the, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And then you get, the show just starts. It just, it just ends off where the OP ends off and it just goes into it. Um, the story itself is, I mean, it's, again, animation was so good, I might call it a Sekai Trash, but then I can't because they did a really good job. So what saves this from being what I would call trash is the rugged, rigid characterization. They gave our main character, who was a 40-year-old shut-in, who was bullied in high school, who um, had troubles interacting, social interaction, something like that. And he was, you know, overall degenerate for the most part. I mean, but he was bullied into that also. Like, it's he's a complex character. And they put him in a body, and he gets reincarnated into, into being, when he dies... At, when he dies saving three high school students, he gets reincarnated as a baby in a different world, in the magical world. And he, I mean, he's, a little, he's a pervert, all that kind of stuff like that. And so at first you're like, this is just a guy trash, right? Like, but then as he grows up, he's smart, he's intelligent, he does things. And there's a moment that really separated this for me from the rest. There's a moment where there's a part where he leaves, where he's trying to leave the, his house. And like his yard, his front yard, right? And he can't because he's so shackled to the... Remember, this man is not... He's not actually a kid. He's actually like a 38, 39... Well, he go, he's 10 years in there. So I guess at this point, he's 35. A 35-year-old man or 36, something like that. And he's shackled to the past. Even though he has outstanding magical power. Even though he has a loving family. Even though, you know, he has somebody who's waiting on the other side of that... Of that gate. Well, at that point, somebody's taking him out there. But he has, yeah, you know, I mean, he has an adventure, you know, a life waiting for him outside. That he's so scared because of the bullying, the intense, very intense bullying he faced in high school, that it chained him to his room. And I, and I think that characterization and how they do that is what it, you know, I mean, he's not. It, it gives him, it grounds him. You know, it just doesn't make him oh the pervy anime character. No, it, it gives him depth. It gives him something more than just being a, a perv, and it also it starts. That doesn't really start it, but like it's one of the it's one of the momentum moment, momentum points for his character character story for his character arcs that he goes through. You know, he's not he's not a killer. He's none of those things. He's just a another person trying to live in this world, and I think that's what the best part about this show is is that you know it it really kind of says. It, it says fuck you to the pervy MCs that don't give a fuck about their true journey. You know? It says, like, it's a big F you, huge billboard side 
to those pervy MC, Isekai MCs, or even regular fantasy MCs who don't care about their true journey, about their true stories like that, and let and that, and that becomes and their perviness becomes the only route of their story. That becomes the whole story is them being a perv. That's the whole story. Him, his story is much bigger than that. He wants more than that. You know? Like and it's and also at times there's moments where it's like he's just a guy. Like I just and so I really love the balance. I love the balance with that. I think Mushiko Tensai is doing really well. I think it 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 that one is one that could be encroaching, also encroaching top five territory depending on how it ends. And if we get another season. I hope we get another season. But it's it has been so good so far. I really love every moment of it. I think Mushiko Tensai I, I turn it on, I can't turn it off. One of those. Really good. Next. But number two, number two, we have Skate the Infinity. Now, these three, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rave about animation for every single one of these. The first episode of Skate the Infinity, oh my gosh, it is beyond beautiful, beyond amazing. Just the moves, you know, it's about this guy named Reki and... Oh my gosh, I can't remember the second character's name right now. I can't remember the MC's character right now. But it's about them two. Recky's a skateboarder, been a skateboarder. And it's about Recky, who was actually a snowboarder that that moves to where right near where Recky lives. And, and um, uh, him and Recky, they don't become fast friends. But they do become acquaintances fairly quickly. And uh, what happens is Recky takes him up to this competition on top of this hill. And that's kind of like the biggest part of skate, like this hill competition. And this first episode, this first episode, um, we have you know uh, we have our main, second character is a snowboarder, never skateboarded before in his life. We have him skateboard, and it, it's one of those things. It's like Tony Hawk Pro Skater when you're a kid, like you watch it and you're like, yo. I wish I could fucking skate. Like it's it like it's again. It reminds me of Haiku. I wish when I watch Haiku, I wish I could play fucking volleyball. Like when I watch skate, I'm like, I wish I could fucking skate. Like I wish I knew how to do that shit. Like it's it's so beautiful. It's so amazing, and the animation is done so well. It's captivating. It's it draws you in. It draws you into the show. It's so good. Like he's hitting turns and doing all this fantastic movement. You're like, oh my gosh, what the fuck? Like this is so cool. Like it's so beautiful. It's, it's I don't know. I don't think there's no no. I this is one of those shows where I'm like, I don't think anybody's gonna animate this. Like I don't. I, w- I wouldn't want. I mean, somebody probably could, but I don't want anybody to. Like people who did this did this to the biggest amount of justice that could be done. Like it is amazing show animation wise. I think every if you watch this, you'll love the animation. Point blank. Period. Just like that. And I'm gonna say that for the for the next show for the number one show too. But for, I'm gonna say this is you will love the animation. And character wise, I think it's just it's a top tier sports anime. So far, it has not shown anything that would make me think different of it. It is top tier, top tier, right? It 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 gives you know the uh, the second character, the second main character. He's better than Reki, but it still gives Reki development. And it doesn't leave him in the dust, and I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that it continues that. Um, it doesn't leave him in the dust. I mean, I could definitely see like a rivalry happening between them two as well, which I would be welcome to. Um, but it it does a lot of really cool, fun stuff with his characters, and it's it's a it's a chill anime in the sense that like chill as in like I say a lot of different things to chill, but chill as in like it it definitely has that feeling of brotherhood. That feeling of friendship or something like that. The friendship prevails through everything. That type of thing. That I mean, I'm not saying there's the power of friendship in it. It does not because they lose. 
They lose a lot, no matter how much they're friends, because at the end of the day, when you go down that hill, you are on your own. And I really love that about that, right? Like, we have these these small, really distinct training arcs, these small, you know, character-building episodes and like that. But at the end of the day, when you go down that hill, it is you against the world. It's you, well, it's you against your rival, whoever you're going against. Like, you against yourself. You have to beat yourself. And I love that, that it takes away that, like, teamwork matters, but at the same time, you got to get your own shit done. And so I love that. It's just Skate the Infinity is an amazing show. More people need to be watching it. More people need to be talking about it. It is amazing. Um, so far. We don't know how it's going to end. Y'all know shows are disappointed after the half mark. But we'll see what happens. All right. And lastly, we have the number one anime this season. I don't think anybody's going to expect this. Wonder Egg Priority. Now, this is number one for a few reasons. It met my expectations. It gave us these vague descriptions and and all we saw was a beautiful cover art, beautiful key images. That's all we saw. But the description I read, I was like, this might be something special. This might be something that that that's gonna make me, you know, sit sit, sit you know sit up in my chair. And it, it did it. It did it. One day priority, besides being that it's gonna be a marvel of animation. They mix a lot of cool stuff. They do a lot of cool stuff with this anime, um, animation wise. Um, the highest, I think the highest, the highest order, no, the highest praise I'd give a show was giving it like Monogatari, like art style animation. Because I think that's my favorite part about Monogatari, is art style animation from, you know, Kizu Monogatari, the movies, to Bacon, Bacon Monogatari, to those. Like, I love the way, and also camera direction, it was like uh, filming techniques and uh, art direction, stuff like that. Like, I think it does a really good job of that. And One Direction is another one that does a really, really good job of that. We're giving us a lot of, I think the best part about some anime is it makes movement seem so natural. That's one of the best parts about some anime is that it makes movement seem seamless, like it, like real life movement. And that's what this does. It gives us a lot of moments that feel like real life movement. And I really, I really love that it, that it, it gives us that. It's amazing. I love every part of it. And one Direct Priority, I, it, the animation is, is the best this season by far. I think the only ones that compete with it are the other two and ReZero. Yeah. And maybe Horomaya is an honorable mention. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's just so good. I just, I can't get enough of the animation. I can't get enough. I'm just thinking about it right now. It's making me excited again. And then let's talk about the characters. I think this does a really good job. I love, I know I love a complex series. And this series is complex to a degree. It, it's very in your face in a lot of things. It's not necessarily full of subtleties, but at the same time it is. It has a lot of good allegories. It has some good metaphors like that. Things that you'll watch, you know, maybe one or two more times and, and understand it. Other things are just right there. Like, it's, okay, yeah, I get it. But I think it does a really good play on... It's subject matter. And I really, I, this is something, I, again, I don't want to spoil because it doesn't really, the first episode is clear, but it's also not clear. It kind of clears up in the second episode. So I kind of want to, I, I want you to watch it. I just want you to watch it and then tweet me or hit us on my Instagram or something and let us know. But it's, 
it's it's so good. It deals with the subject matter very well, very precariously. There's a few assertions that I disagree with, especially when you get a little later in the series when it talks about the difference between women and men or girls and boys. I don't fully agree with some of those assertions, but besides that, I think it does a really good job with also giving us four very distinct, unique, and fun characters, and it you know forcing them together in in a, in a ham-fisted way, which I think is perfect. The perfect way to make it happen. It's the perfect way to make them work. You know what I mean? This group of four that, in all reality, may not be friends in real life, but they're friends in the show. And they're friends because of a common circumstance, a commonality with them that is rooted in a sort of darkness. And it's something that they are all fighting. And I don't know, they give you that each character has surprising moments that really makes you like, wow, really? Like, she said that? She's the one who said that her and you're just sitting there like wow like you wouldn't expect that to come out of that person's mouth but they did and so it just the character development in it is fantastic the story development is going really well and i'm just you know i animation is a 25 out of 10 it's just so good <laughs> it, it, and I, another thing is the music yes i think i think this has the best music this season i think this has the best music of the last two seasons fall and this season i'm not gonna speak it for anything before that because i really don't remember anything for that but the best two seasons the music hits at a different level it is you know i'll talk about a lot of times about the the story itself being a character right and we have that here but another thing that's even harder i believe to master is having the music be a character and in this show the music is a fucking character like it it ebbs and flows. It sets the scene. It changes the scene. It, it it in itself is dynamic and complex. It by itself has its own development. And the music in this show is so good. Like I I was it it, it it's one of the things that kept me watching was the music. Because it it made me slow down, made me speed up, made me lean in, made me lean back. Like it did all those things that you would expect a regular character to do, but it was the music. And one deck priority, I just think all around right now, I couldn't give it less than a nine. It's just doing such amazing things. Mixing different styles of animation and uh, yeah. One deck priority. If you're not watching it, you're missing out. I'm just saying, if you're not watching it, you're missing out. A hundred percent. So, as we finish off with catching up on Winter 2021 anime, I'm going to go over again. Top threes is Wonder Egg Priority, Skate the Infinity, and Mushuka, Mushuku, Mushoku, Mushoku Tentai. I'm not Japanese. Please don't crucify me. And then Jobless Reincarnation, or, or Jobless Reincarnation. Um, and then the best continuations right now, Attack on Titan, Final Season, ReZero Season 2, Part 2, and then good old that. uh... Good old, that's when I got reincarnated by a slime. Now, y'all might be thinking, oh, I've I seen this man talk on Twitter about something, which I probably aren't. Who knows? And I, I tweet a lot of fucking shit. I did not talk about The Promise of Neverland. I didn't on purpose. It's not following the manga. So far, I'm not really enjoying it. It's kind of a snooze fest. I, I didn't want I, I'm not. I, I didn't come here to slander The Promise of Neverland. I'll let Evan do that when we have an episode on it. But I'm not coming to slander it. Because it's, I don't know, it's what the mangaka wanted. So if you didn't know, the mangaka, is, he's heading the character, uh, creative direction for the, for the season. For this season of The Promised Neverland. And I, so far, 
it's I think the best part about the Promise Neverland season one was there was depression, but there was hope. Right? There was depression, but there was hope. And even though I've watched shows that pile on depression, there's a meaning behind it. Right? Like there's a force behind it. I'm not saying that every story has to have that. Some stories can just be sad. And that's just a fact. But I think that's what was endearing about the Promise Neverland. It was hope within a pit of despair. Right? But this show doesn't have that. And when it does give us hope, like the Norman episode, it's half-assed. It feels as though it's missing something. And I don't want to sit here and listen to exposition for 30 minutes. That's not what I want. You know what I mean? The best part about Promise Neverland was a lot of it, a lot of it was show, not tell. And even though there are shows, some shows that have been successful with tell, you know, the Promise Neverland wasn't one of them. The best part about Promise Neverland is you ain't know what the fuck was going on until somebody got ate, eaten by a monster. And then we didn't even know half the kids' plans. We didn't know. They would just, the next episode would start and they'd be playing tag. And you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like some, some shit, just, some crazy shit just happened last episode and now you're watching them play tag. Why are they playing tag? And then we get to the end of the season and we, we realize that everything had a meaning to it. And so far, you know, I, I want to give grace to the mangaka and hope that maybe this is the vision that um, he wanted or he or she or they wanted. And that's all we can do. It's just sad. It's just sad. Because I feel like when it comes to anime, a lot of times anime only has one chance. Right? One chance to get it right. And if they fuck up, that's it. You know? Comic books and we've had... What, 20 different Spider-Man shows? We've had more Batman than we can ever, ever ask for. Ever. <laughs> more Superman than we could ever ask for. We even had, what, five different Green Lantern movies. And a TV show. Like, they get second chances. But anime does not. Manga does not. So, I mean, even if this continues, it won't be what the manga, the manga fans want. But it's what the mangaka wants. So... And I mean, and I guess you just gotta respect it for what it is. I still personally think if he wanted to do this, he should have did, or he again, he she or they. I'm just saying he, they, they should have, um, they should have done this as maybe an ova or a spinoff season or something like that after they adapted the manga and then let people decide which one they like better. I think that would have been better. I think that would have went over a lot better with the audience and the manga fans. But right now, it's just, it's not looking good to me. So that's why I'm bringing up Promise Neverland for the most part. But it's it's there. It's in the back of my mind. I may finish this season. I may not. Y'all know me. I might just read the, I might just read the manga. I don't read, but you know, I might just read the manga. Because I love, I love the story and I want to read more of it. But let us finish out with the news for this week. Be nice and quick. First, we have Amazon develops a uh, de- oh sorry Amazon develops a live action Helsing film with the John Wick writer. Now y'all know me, y'all know I don't be trusting these live action adaptations, but <laughs> the John Wick writer knows what he's doing. Okay, every John Wick movie has been very good, and I mean I feel like Helsing is definitely good a good uh, uh, material for him to build off of. As long as he follows the manga or the anime, whatever he ends up following through with, I think it'll be good. The action, I think he'll fit perfectly with the action, especially if he gets the same crew that he's gotten before. So I'm just looking forward to it. 
Next up, Funimation screens Violet Evergarden, the movie, on March 30th in the U.S. and Canada. This makes me sad because I don't want to go to the movie theater, but I don't want to miss Violet Evergarden. So, decisions, 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 decisions. I don't want to just put it on Netflix. Like, come on now. Like, Violet Evergarden definitely through Netflix. Put it on Netflix, bro. Like, it's really killing me that they're not putting it on Netflix. Ugh. Ugh. It's just so, oh, just kills me. But anyway, next we're going to go to, next news we have is Attack on Titan manga breaks record with a Titan-sized print volume. So what that means is they have a volume of manga that is huge, like huge, huge. Like I wish I could see the picture I'm looking at. Like it is, let's see, it is, uh, it broke the record for the longest comic book published ever. It is six to seven times larger than a regular version. They have a picture here of it next to a like a yes a regular sized woman, and it is the same size. It is it is it is bigger than a regular sized table. Wild. You if you want this for yourself, if you want this for yourself, it costs one thousand five hundred and forty dollars, or one hundred sixty-five thousand yen. Crazy. That is fucking crazy. The one before it was 7 foot 73.28 inches. Crazy. People just be doing shit. They just be doing shit. That's wild. Just be doing shit. Anyway, on to the next news. We have Kaiju number 8 is the fastest Shonen Jump Plus manga to reach 1 million copies in print. I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. So if you need some new manga to read, um, I will check out my people over at Anime Lately or Project Manga who do, who do their... Um, uh, who do their reviews and like read-throughs and they've been looking at kaiju number eight for a while now so definitely go check that out um next we have nintendo plans a new switch model with a larger screen the screen will be oled you know what i mean i told y'all i told y'all i told y'all i was waiting for that pro to come out okay and so far they've been here we've been hearing rumors for a while now but this is like the most robust rumor yet okay it, it makes and it makes sense but the new one is planned to be a Samsung OLED 7-inch, 18-centimeter screen, according to Bloomberg. The screen will maintain a 720p resolution, but would have a 4K resolution when plugged into a television. So, I, I'm waiting again. Like, I've, <laughs> I've been waiting for this. I'm going to keep waiting. I'm going to keep waiting. That's it. Next, we have new Shaman King anime. Anime's English subtitle trailer reveals a Netflix streaming in 2021. Pretty sure this is gonna have a global global release, so we'll get it uh, in Netflix and um, Japan at the same time. Netflix Japan and Netflix rest of the world at the same time, or Netflix US. I don't know what's gonna get it, uh, but I don't know. It should be a global release, hopefully. Next, we have Anime Expo or X 2021's physical event is canceled and organizes to hold a virtual event in July. Now I keep hearing people talking about. It. They think that. We're going to have stuff in, 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 the, in the fall. If it's, if it's American, I bet money we will not. <laughs> I bet what money we probably won't have it if it's Japanese. I'm just saying, y'all. It's, it's dead, okay? We can't get COVID controlled over here. And people not getting fines for this, okay? I'm not getting fined for this. Just saying, y'all letting y'all know. Well, they're not getting fined for this. Next up, Chainsaw Man manga has 9.3 million copies in circulation. Again, I've been hearing a lot of good things about this, and there's rumors that it's going to have, get an anime announcement in a few weeks. So, if you want to read the manga, jump on it now. Best time. 
next news we have is final Evangelion, uh, Evangelion, whatever, Evang Evangelion, or whatever, Evangelion film to stream its first 12 minutes on Sunday. So if you've been waiting for this movie to come out, check out um, on Sunday on its official YouTube channel. And Amazon Prime Video's official YouTube channel and Twitter account will present a group watching campaign for the first three films um, in the Tetralogy. Tetralogy? Four, because it's four of them, so a Tetralogy. Wow. Uh, March 5th to March 7th. During the group watch of the third film on Sunday, the campaign will present more of the fourth film's opening scenes uh, than the 10 minute and 40 seconds shown during a July 2019 screening event. The opening scenes will remain available for streaming in Japan on Amazon Prime Video for two weeks until March 21st. So, if you are Evangelion a fan, then that is the time to watch it. I mean, you might have to bootleg it if you're in America or somewhere else, but for the Japanese ones, you can just watch on Amazon. Next, we have Crunchyroll launches a, launches a new beta website in the U.S. And it has some features that I'm very, very excited for. I think... I personally don't love Crunchyroll's interface. I feel like they needed an update for a while now. So I'm actually very happy about this. Um, very happy about this. So uh, the beta is currently made for 20% of its premium members, but it'll eventually become available to all premium subscribers and free users in the US. The company will reveal details on the beta's in, uh, international rollout at a future date. Eligible premium users can opt in to control beta through header images or pop-ups that appear in a services website. So in the beta, it will have a new user interface in which users can receive personalized recommendations, beautiful, and seamlessly navigate their watches or redesign show pages, amazing. The beta will also feature improved search capabilities and the ability to filter between genres, new popular anime, subtitled and dub series. Users will also be able to create unique usernames and stuff from a library of avatars and images for different series. That's just, it's just, oh, it's just making me so, it's making me so happy because it's been needing an update for a while now because it's hard to find the movies on fucking Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll has movies, but how the fuck are you supposed to find them? <laughs> like, you, like, it has a lot of movies on it, but you can't find any of them shits because you have to go to the series, you have to know what it is. Um, so I'm glad that they're finally doing this, and that means like they're gonna have a movies tab, and they're going to start you know curated roles and give you new shit to watch and everything like that instead of having to you know search for it the regular way. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm lazy. Next we have PlayStation Store halts purchases of rentals of movies, TV content on August 31st. Sony announced on Tuesday that the PlayStation Store will no longer offer purchases and rentals of movies and television content as of August 31st due to the growth of subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services on our console. Even after August 31st, users can still access media that they have previously purchased through the PlayStation Store for on-demand playback on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and mobile devices. So if you're somebody who likes to buy movies through PlayStation, well, that's not happening. Uh, Texas Acon convention delayed again to 2022. Tell y'all, we not get, we not having, we not having any fucking conventions this year. Just letting y'all know. Well, no in-person ones. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen manga volume gets initial run of 1.5 million. Again, the anime is the anime is pumping up that 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 manga. Read it. Come on, guys. Next up, we have the House Husbands anime trailer reviews two cast members in an April 8th Netflix global debut. So far, I'm not hyped. I watched the trailer, and I'm just like, meh on it. The animation looks a little meh. The art style looks a little meh. I'm not sure right now. Like, they're not, it's, not, it's not at all exciting me. 
<laughs> it's not at all exciting me. I'm just, I'm hoping it does one day. It's just not so far. Um, next, we have Comic-Con International 2021's physical event canceled with smaller in-person event planned for November. This is another one. Another one bites the dust. Uh, next, we have... Atlanta's Momocon cancels their 2020 main event, 2021 main event. Anime Japan 2021 gets overseas streaming with English commentary. So now we can, if you want to watch Anime Japan, that you can watch that in person. I'll tell y'all, man, in person is dead. Um, next we have Demon Slayer, Earwig and the Witch, Lupin the Third, Ongaku, Ride Your Wave, A Whisk Away have been confirmed eligible for Oscars. Um, the only ones I think are, I haven't watched Earwig and the Witch yet. But Demon Slayer, Lupin the Third, and Ride Your Wave, I think should all at least get a nod, an Oscar nod. Like even the, I think they should, I think they deserve it. Eerie and Witch, I haven't watched it yet. Um, a Whisker Away does not deserve it. I'm sorry, it does not. It's not that good. It does not deserve it. But Demon Slayer, Lupin the Third, and Ride Your Wave definitely deserves some Oscar nods. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend Anime Season Two to air in 2022. Amazing. Can't wait for that to come out. Um, the regular Magic High School's franchise. Reminisce, Reminiscence Arc gets its own anime. What is... I still don't get the fascination with this show. <laughs> Maybe the manga is just fire. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the manga is fire. I don't get it. And then lastly, we have LA Tourism and Convention Board lists E3 2021 as canceling live event. So no E3 this year either. I'm telling y'all, wait 2023. There's no conventions going on this year. That must be sad for some of y'all to hear, but that's the story. Damn. Right? Like, it's crazy. I was looking to go to some this year, too. That's all the news we have for today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, like I said, we'll try to get episodes out as much as possible. But, you know what I mean? Daily lives be busy. Niggas need to make bread. Gotta make bread so we can do this. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah. So, my last words. Uh, fuck the promise Neverland. Um... That's it. That's all I got. I ain't got a lot of slander. Um, watch new anime. Watch my anime of the season. Um, definitely watch One Day Priorities, Skate the Infinite, and Mushika Tensai. Please watch those. I promise you, you are going to enjoy it. Mushika is the only one I think that most people might be like, Aaron, you bugging, but I don't give a fuck. I love it. I think it's doing really well. Um, but yes, watch new anime of the season. I, I, I promise you, you won't regret it. Uh, and with that, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking us out. Go to our YouTube, Black Anime, BLXSK Anime, and subscribe to our Twitch. Subscribe to both. Subscribe to our Twitch, Black Anime Podcast on Twitch. Um, and, yeah, check you on the next one.